Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you at Rogers Place. It is the Edmonton Oilers and the St. Louis Blues night. How about this? Calgary and then St. Louis and then Calgary again. Beauty. Uh, not exactly a trap game for the Oilers playing the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Bob Stoffer, Rogers Place in Ice District. And uh, we are going to tell you that we're going to go to our Oilers Now headliner. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. For our friends, the River Cree Resort and Casino, we are joined by NHL Hockey on Rogers, Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I'm good, but I'm wondering whether or not it's going to be possible to match the theater that we had the other night here at Rogers Place. Going to be tough, so they're going to have to try hard. They're really going to have to try hard, Elliot. <laughs> hey, I know it's. I, I know that game was a hell of a game. When I'm watching all yes. of the, the the national uh, radio slash TV shows yesterday, and they're all talking about the game that was played the night before in Edmonton. Uh, it was, it in, was a great game. Like, what was what was there not to like? Yeah, I mean, I was, look, if you're an Oilers fan, you prefer a different result, right? Sure. But other than that, what was what was not to like about that? No, it was it it had it all. Were you surprised that Kachuk went looking for it early? No. No, not at all. Like, you know, the guy, like, I know everybody's mad at him and all that. He's no coward. He's, he, I mean, he was, he was trying to play a game that night. Yeah. And he, he did. And uh, that, I'm talking about the first game. Right. He was trying to win a game. And he said that it's more important that we win the game than I fight here. But I, I wasn't surprised in the least bit. Now, I don't think they wanted to do it. As a matter of fact, I think their preference was he not do it. But, you know, I, I think he understands that if you're going to be a bully and, and be the big hitter, sometimes you have to answer for it. I think that's life. And I'm not surprised in the least bit he did what he did. And I think it's, I think it's notable that, you know, Cassian, why was he suspended? Not for fighting. He was suspended for continuing to fight when Kachuk was an unwilling participant. And the moment that Kachuk went down and saw, Cassie was like, all right, that's it. I learned my lesson. Enough of that. And, but I'm not surprised at all that Kachuk went looking for it. Do you think he was shamed in a fighting? No. You know, I, I don't think that. I think that I, – I don't believe that at all. I think, I think Matthew Kachuk is an old-school guy. Um, the way he plays is, is very old school. And he comes, uh, and I think he understands an era where, like, like, look, I think I said this on your show before. If I'm out as a kid on the playground and I'm out running into other people, somebody's going to come after me at some point. I think that's just kind of like life. And, you know, he ran over Cassian a couple of times, and eventually Cassian was going to come back after him. And, I think that there's an understanding from people that have 
kind of an old school mentality of hockey, that if you're going to do that, you have to stand up for yourself. But I think he felt that. I think he feels that way too. I think that's his mentality. So I don't think he was shamed into it at all. I think he's just like, that's the way it goes if you're going to play that way. Did you have the Nugent Hopkins Monaghan uh, uh, undercard? <laughs> no, I love Shane on the bench too. Like watching him just pound the stick to encourage Nugent Hopkins along. Uh, that was pretty good. I have to say, I, I definitely wouldn't have picked that as the, as the first fight in the game. Uh, so yesterday, uh, I'm pretty sure that Connor McDavid took the option. The Oilers had a second optional today, and I got to tell you, I was a little nervous. But McDavid was out there today. Uh, yeah. But uh, just just this year down play, you always, and I, I know fans here, the, the, the antenna is up a little bit after, you know, yeah. what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting with Giordano. Obviously, look, he won the Norris Trophy. He had an unbelievable year last year. He's a very good player. I wouldn't say he's a great player, but he's he's an all-star caliber defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there has been collateral damage with him in the past, uh, including a significant injury to Cam Fowler, an injury to Miko Koivu, an injury to Sebastian Ajo. Like, he tends to pick... Oh, come on. Like, let, 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 let's look at it. I've I've thought a lot about this in the past couple of days. I think we're going to do something on this tomorrow in the the preview because we thought he plays right to the limit. He plays right to the limit. Oh come on, Bob! He's not a dirty player. He isn't. He here's. Did I ever call him? Did I call him dirty? You were. You didn't use the words. You were going there. Come on, you were going to call him. He isn't. He isn't a dirty player. And and I think this like last year's play. And I, and I get where all the other fans are, okay? Last year's play, that was a total fluke, okay? Unfortunate fluke. This year's play, that was a pepper, okay? Yep. That should have been, I don't know how that wasn't called on the ice. That should have been called. It's not five in, in a game. Like, it, it is, it, he, he should have got a penalty. Now I understand why McDavid's all mad because he didn't get the call, and he, ne- and, and he does, and, yep. and it's his knee, and yep. it's his knee. But here's the thing: like to me, McDavid is. There's nobody in the NHL who can make you look stupid like McDavid can make you look stupid. And I see a guy on that play, Jordan, who did have a good gap, who was caught flat-footed, and he got beat. And I don't think he stuck his leg out to do anything. I just think that McDavid is a guy who can, if you're going to get caught in that position like Jordana was, that's going to happen because McDavid can do that. It should have been a penalty. It was a, it was a bad thing in this call. But there's, there's no attempt to injure. Now, the one thing I've been thinking about a lot, and Bob, I've talked about this with, with McDavid and the others before, there's a comparison kind of between the NBA and the NHL. And the NBA, you joke, if you breathe on a superstar, it's a foul. I don't and ever make that reference myself on Twitter. Oh, wait, maybe yeah, I do. Yeah, I, 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 you have that. In the NHL, it's always been, you know what? It's a hard game, and you have to kind of fight your way through. I talked about it earlier this year. I think it was a game against the Blues in St. Louis, where, you know, McDavid doesn't get a lot of calls. And if I was the others, I would have been all over the league the last 48 hours and said, guys, like, 
he's got to get more calls. And that one in particular, because he can do, like when he gets you in space and you don't have a setup defended, you can't stop him really without fouling. Okay. And he deserves that call. Very quickly, Elliot, the Oilers have had dirty players. Craig Muni was a dirty of player. Of course. He, Everybody right. has dirty players. Rafi Torres, and I'll be the first to admit to it, when Rafi Tor- Torres blew up Milan Mahalik, I was like, that's a hard, tough play in 2006. Well, guess what? Seven years later, eight years later, they wanted that play right out of the league, and he never stopped delivering those hits, so they gave him a 41-game suspension in 2015 and pretty much killed his career, and he was a dirty hitter. Like, those became dirty. Everybody's got a dirty player. Right? So so that's the, I think Giordano plays to the edge. I think he's a highly competitive player, and there is collateral damage when a guy plays that way sometimes. The McDavid thing, I have another theory. I don't What's think. That? I believe that the middle tier of players, historic hockey is a game that does not perpetuate the star. Okay, there's a degree of Schadenfreude that exists in the game, and even with some of the guys that end up becoming the executives, they're not the, the great players of the past. They're, they're, they're third and fourth liners and grind. Like Colin Campbell's a third-pairing NHL defenseman. George Peros, 122 fights in Anaheim. Tough guy, mm-hmm. right? All that kind of stuff. And I don't think there's the same appreciation for star in hockey that there is for star in basketball. Oh, I mean, it certainly could be true. I don't – I'm necessarily going to – that's one of the reasons they brought Ray Whitney into the director the, the Department of Player Safety. It was because they wanted that kind of player in there. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that could be true. I mean, I, like I said before, it's always kind of been like that. It's been like, you know, protect the star versus make the star earn their way. That's, I mean, Crosby will tell you at the beginning, he was always frustrated about the way he was called. And if he changed, he said in a podcast we did earlier than this year, if there's anything he could do over, it would be the way he was to the referees. But, yeah, I mean, look, like I look at that play the other night, it's a penalty. Yep. It's not a suspension. It's a penalty. And it should have been called a penalty, and McDavid deserves more calls. All right. That's... But, uh, but Giordano's not dirty. Like, I mean, that's, he's not making a dirty play. Hard he's competitive beat. player plays the he's edge. Beat. Hard competitive yeah. player plays. Let's switch focus here. Who is the number one guy right now on your trade board? Well, it would probably be Kreider. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see there. I think there are certain people, you know, at the at the uh, at the All Star weekend, there were a couple of guys who told me that they think he wants to stay with the Rangers. Yep. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, but I think the Rangers, like the rental market, Bob, not that good. You know, people aren't really that excited about it. So I think that's going to drive up the kind of price that the Rangers could get. Um, I think they'll make him an offer. I think it'll be in the five, six year range. I think it'll be between six and a half and seven. But I think at the same time, if teams look at what's out there and say, boy, you know, he's really the only thing that's available, their offers are going to get better. And I think that's what the Rangers are going to have to weigh. For the River Cree Resort Casino, Bob Stoffer with you. We're joined 
by Elliot Friedman. Elliot, let's go to the Ottawa guy. We're going to basically, and there's quite a delineation between the East and the West. Like, yeah. there's some teams in the West that still think they're in it, even though Dom LeCision from uh, the Athletic uh, might say they're not in it based upon his model. Uh, but you know, you got you got Ottawa. They're they're uh, in Detroit. So let's. I mean, Athanasio's got an injury right now. Is there anybody out of Detroit that you're hearing might be in play here? Well, I think Detroit would be happy to move guys, but the problem in Detroit is that who's improved their value? <laughs> well, Athanasio hasn't. He scored 30 last no, year. No, he's had a really tough year. I think he's minus right? 35 right now. He's like in the well, Yakupov range. the other thing, too, is, is that then you get stock like, the team that's trading for him is thinking maybe we can get a steal because we don't have to pay for him like he's a 30-goal scorer. And Detroit's looking at it like, no, he's a 30-goal scorer. I know he's having a bad year. So that makes the that makes the whole thing even more difficult, really. Um, I think the problem with the Red Wings is that a lot of their guys, they just haven't really increased their value. I mean, if they wanted to get the most they would deal Larkin, but I don't think they're doing that. So, I mean, I mean, just who else on that team are you looking at right now? Yeah, it's it's funny with Larkin. If I hear one more thing about Larkin, how great of a pick Larkin was, like, I mean, he wasn't even the best depth pick in that draft. David Pasternak was, you know, for Boston, he went 26. That's a pretty good pick at 26. Well, I, I, if you look at 15 historically, yes. like one of the things we've learned about all the drafts now is that the value really drops after two. 100%. So I think if you get a guy like Larkin 15... That's a good pick. Uh, it's a good pick. Now, Pasternak, what, what was it, 25? 25 that's or 26 home. to Boston. That's, that's an that's incredible a home pick. Run. Yeah. Like, that's a home run. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Keith Gretzky's pick. All right, so uh, Detroit, we're not, we're, we're not sure in Athens to see you. Uh, Ottawa, what's going on with Pajot? I, you know, I think there's some interest. Um, you know, they're here. I'm hoping to see if I can get some more uh, intel on there. I definitely think there's some interest. He's cooled down. But, again, I, I don't know. Are you getting a first-rounder for him? Right. Uh, L.A. Kings to Foley. I've heard, the, I've, I've heard the value on him is really down. He's had a really tough year. I've heard Philly could be sniffing around to Foley. Mm-hmm. You think Calgary? But, what about Calgary? Yeah, but, you know, I... I think I think Calgary's preference is term. I guess they could go there if they get if they don't get something else they like. But I know if Calgary does a forward, I know they prefer term. But the value on Toffoli is down. Like the rental market isn't that great. Like I think what's going to be interesting, Bob, is if you know the the Dumbas get out there, the the Zuckers. Right. Like I know there were some teams really hoping that Petrie would be available or Tatar. I don't think Montreal is doing that unless they get their socks blown off. I think they'll regroup and try to go for next year. But, you know, those are the kinds of guys I think if they become available or a player with a, a bit of term, those could be the deals that you see that would be big. But usually those are more draft or summer deals than they are deadline deals. You mentioned Montreal. There's another, yeah. there's another team that basically has the same record as them, mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I know you spoke, I don't know if it was on your podcast or on a national hit. These are challenging times right now from Buffalo because they're getting a, a great year, world-class year from Jack Eichel. 
but yeah. it's not translating, is it? No, and I guess everybody's probably listening to that radio caller, right, Dwayne, over the last couple of days? Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, like, I, I didn't realize, because I don't live there, you know, Dwayne was talking about things like spelling Dave Andrichuk's name wrong on his 50th anniversary jersey. That's bad. Um, you know, the just like the the fact that those jerseys were apparently poorly made. I didn't realize that there's a lot of fans who are unhappy with the experience of going to the games, um, that the arena is in need of some upgrading or, and the concession situation isn't great. Like, I wasn't aware of all of that. But what I was aware of, Bob, is that when I was at the All-Star game last weekend, I just got into a conversation about just some people at the league about how just frustrated everybody is with the fact that that situation, they've thrown money at coaches, players, executives, you name it, scouting, and it hasn't worked. And it doesn't look like it's getting out of that hole anytime soon. They're going to miss the playoffs again this year. And, and I think, you know, that's a great fan base. Um, they, they, those fans, they love their hockey. Yep. And they're obviously very frustrated. And I don't think anybody has the answers right now, Bob. And I think people are really disappointed and frustrated about the overall situation in Buffalo. Well, I'm not going to look down on them because the orders have been right there with them. And, uh, yep. you know, Edmonton's in a decent position right now. To, to You know, the orders are sitting tied for third in the Pacific, and they got games in hand of everybody else, and it's right You're in, in the race. We're in the race. That's all we can ask for. Elliot, great, great, great stuff. Thanks for your time, man. All right, Bob. Have a great weekend. That is, thank you. Uh, that is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Uh, we will tell you that guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates from Roos Chris. Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell uh, Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. When we get back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. It's 12.52 in Edmonton. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. 1254 in Edmonton. You can follow Oilers now. we got a great road trip coming up. Go see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. The Windy City. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets. We're going to have a welcome reception uh, with myself and some guests in Chicago. Tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers now, Chicago road trip called New West Travel. I think there's a couple more spots left at 780-432-7446 or visit newestravel.com. To NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time. It's elite promotional marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Six other games around the NHL tonight. Ottawa is hosting Washington. Winnipeg entertains Boston. And some playoff implications down in Carolina where the Golden Knights will try and close the gap in this Pacific Division race. The Arizona Coyotes are being investigated for unauthorized testing of CHL players. That's considered recruitment misconduct by the league, testing before the CHL combine. And the team did acknowledge the reports, though they declined to comment any further. Teams can do psychological testing in 
in interviews, but nothing physical until that combine. Bakersfield Condors return from the All-Star break tonight at home to the Ontario Reign. The Oil Kings host the Winnipeg Ice tomorrow night at Rogers Place. 7 p.m. puck drop there. They'll get six days off in a row after that. And the Golden Bears will play in the University of Regina, uh, taking on the Cougars for a pair of games this weekend. Just on the Arizona Coyotes, so the league can fine Arizona. That's fine. Arizona will just take their share of revenue sharing that they get to pay that fine. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floor text line at 780-496-0063. Bob Elliott uh, mentioned uh, Sidney Crosby. Uh, Crosby's awesome, and the comment was true. Crosby is no longer the uh, whiner he once was. He grew up. Connor McDavid has never acted that way. I guess the clock point thing, but he takes the high road always. I'm with you. Connor does take the high road always. But I'm wondering whether or not that's the way society is any uh, anymore. I kind of get the sense that if you whine and complain, you get more. The squeaky wheel gets the oil today. That's kind of how it works. Unless, of course, you're far to the socially left and you don't want oil. But with all seriousness, I think most of you know what I'm talking about. Right? You have these various groups out there and... Did anybody see the uh, interview that Rex Murphy, by the way, did with the guy that used to be in Greenpeace? It's pretty interesting stuff. I didn't realize they could stage photos the way they could. But uh, he basically, that's, yeah, <laughs> anyways, let's just say, I believe today the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's kind of how it's done. I'm not sure if it benefits an athlete not to complain. Uh, I think maybe you should complain once in a while and wake a league up. Uh, but I do agree with you. McDavid has virtually, throughout the course of his career, almost always taken the high road. And the one time he didn't, I don't think that official ever let McDavid forget it. 12-15. Some officials out there need to have thicker skins, too. We ask players to have thicker skins, and we ask everybody to have thicker. I'll tell you what, when you're a broadcaster, you know, people either love you or they hate you. It's kind of how it works. They're like, eh, it's okay. you got to be able to take it once in a while. And uh, you know what? It comes with the territory. Mark Spector, a guy that nobody has any opinion about when we come back and order horse racing Alberta. Just kidding. Spack's going to join us up here. Uh, actually, we're going to talk a bit about that, uh, about sort of what occurred the other night with Giordano after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.